All right, as good as Brad Underwood's next roster is, and that's it's amazing how that came together, it might get better. That's what we're hearing, Scott Ritchie. Any truth to the fact that Imani Bates is a Illinois option? That's what you're hearing or seeing on social media. And Imani Bates is the best available transfer right now. But is it a fit for Illinois? I just don't think so. All right, Richie will talk roster. He'll talk recruiting. He'll talk NBA draft, which is this week and this week's podcast, Inside the Line on Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On the Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. Good to see Scott Ritchie bright and early today. It's uh, We're back in the podcast booth. It's 90 degrees out. It's sunny. It's summer. And fortunately, Scott Ritchie still has his head buried in basketball. Well, I mean, it's never not at this point. Um, like, the pro leagues, like, they became 365 days a year mm-hmm. thing, like, several years ago. But, like, college sports, like, they're the same now. Like, it just... There's always something going on, always something to talk about, and I mean, I suppose it's good for the sport. I mean, it just it generates interest every day of the year. All right, I'm Jim Rosso, vice president of the news at the News Gazette, beat writer for Illinois basketball. When they advanced deep into the tournament, that's what I got on right. Yeah, still waiting for that for me. Okay, that's um, all. The, that's the only edge I have on you anymore. Yeah, and it's a good one. I mean, you covered an elite eight team. Mm-hmm. Maybe should have been a Final Four team at least. Thanks, refs. Yeah, foul on Arch. Bill oh, Walton. Wait. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't think Bill had any influence on the game. Certainly had an influence on the broadcast because yeah, his son was on the opposing team for to Illinois. Maybe there was a little bias there. Who could, right. t- who could tell? That was a long time ago, as I'm often reminded uh, by Mr. Ritchie. Well, I mean, two decades plus now. Whippersnapper from Eureka, who I found out today. I never stopped learning about Scott Ritchie. Today I was told he was handy. Yeah, a little bit. Like I, he can build stuff. Like I, he's got tools at home. I get by. Like I've built a couple bookcases, a couple small tables, end tables. Hmm. That was, I mean, that's, it's been a while since I did that, but. So you're. And here, I mean, this is just going to go, like, super, like, you'll make fun of me for growing up in Eureka, but mm-hmm. you remember the, I don't know if you would have seen this, it was on PBS, the Red Green Show. The what? Yeah. Anyway, the the line from that was like, if the women don't find you handsome, at least they can find you handy. Hmm. And maybe I trend more towards handy. I watched the Red Grain Show. You're not that old. <laughs> anyway, we're glad to have a handy basketball beat writer. Can't predict a winner or a loser, but he apparently can use a hammer and nails. I my prediction record last year much maligned. Was shabby. My much maligned prediction record. It was still well above 500. That's how law, far the bar has dropped. 
back in my day. Well, you just got them all right. Basically at an 850 winning percentage because Illinois was really good and there were very few hard calls to make. Yeah, I would say there were many more just kind of toss-ups. Pretty sure I picked Illinois to beat Arizona in that Elite game. So my career as beat writer ended with a loss. Yeah, Mine, I'm currently, I think, coming off a win because I'm pretty sure I picked Houston in the second round. You did. Boldly. Yeah, well. That was a good Houston team, and might be a better Houston team. Yeah, they might. It's coming here. I've been seeing a lot of it. We'll get, we'll get into Richie's ever-evolving top 25 later in the podcast, but first I want him to address the name of the hour. Amani Bates, disgruntled Memphis transfer is how I describe him. He once was the next Magic Johnson as a sophomore in high school and has gone downhill since, but his name still has pull in the college basketball circles. So is he coming to Illinois or what? Well, I'm going to say no, with the obvious caveat that college basketball offseason in particular is kind of crazy and wild and anything can happen, but it doesn't make a ton of sense just from what Illinois has already done this offseason. He would be sort of a superfluous piece to the roster that Brad Underwood has constructed. I mean, he's Matthew Meyer without the winning, essentially. And, yeah, like, he got s- just super hyped as a 15-year-old. And it's led a strange basketball existence since. Um, his dad created a school so he could have his own prep team that – like guys, some fairly, you know, good players transferred to, you know, Ipsy Prep and Ypsilanti uh, to play with Imani Bates. But then some left before the season started. I don't know that the team was over overly successful, you know, in like the one year that it existed. Um, and he goes to Memphis, reclassifies, to go to Memphis. That team was a dumpster fire in the early in the year. And then Imani Bates gets hurt. Memphis gets better without him. That's not a ringing endorsement. And now and he's been in the transfer portal since like early mid-April and is still in the transfer portal. I mean, he's the best available transfer right now. But if he was as good as his hype machine would have indicated now, like four years ago, he would have found a new basketball home. Like Louisville was sort of seen as a favorite, but that's cooled off. And really the only person of note that I found, because you mentioned people on Twitter who were talking about him, it's either Illinois fans that just want another big name, because he's a big name still. But the only person of note I found talking like that mentioned, didn't even mention Imani Bay, it was just a, Quote tweeted something about Imani Bates with an orange and a blue emoji and the eyeball emoji. And it was Ant Wright, who's for a former Michigan basketball player, mid to late 2000s, who's in the media, like sports media game somehow. I, I'm not entirely sure. I don't don't follow him on Twitter. Only time he pops up on my Twitter is when he's, as a, I think, as a former Michigan basketball player, like trolling Illinois fans. So this, no, um, this might be another case. And um, just, just from a purely basketball roster construction standpoint, does not 
make a ton of sense. His history, uh, notwithstanding, if he comes out and says, hey, I'm coming to Illinois, the fandom would appreciate that. I think so, because I mean, it would just be like, because he was a five-star recruit coming out of high school, even reclassifying. I mean, he was for a time, because like, this should be his freshman year. He And a bunch of the 2020, 2022 top recruits reclassified and started like played last year. Like, he was a number one at one point. He reclassified to 2021, was not number one. But, you know, like, I think Illinois fans will see five-star. Like, they, you know the name, Imani Bates, if you follow college basketball recruiting at all. Like, or just high school basketball, because he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated as a high school sophomore, I think. Maybe as a, maybe as a freshman. I don't know. He got the LeBron treatment. Not LeBron James. Because LeBron's teams at St. Vincent, St. Mary, they won. I don't know that his have won all that much, and he's six nine, super skinny. Known as a shooter, did not shoot the ball well at Memphis. Like I don't want to sound like I'm just dumping on Imani Bates, but like Memphis was a better team when he was not on the court, and like he came back for the NCAA tournament a little before, like might have played in the American tournament, but just played kind of just a small role in the NCAA tournament for the Tigers. Then obviously transferred for a reason because it was not working. But he's no Keith Lee, is what you're saying. Google him, whippersnapper. I'd have to. One of the greatest college basketball players of all time, David Lee. Wait, from, <laughs> <laughs> from Memphis. Ed Bond, our executive producer, knows Keith Lee, nodding his head. When did he play? Just in back in the day, I like to say. Okay, so, so that he was a baller, Richie. Been, what the the eighties. Here's where you can find Imani Bates updates. Scott Ritchie, every morning, 6 a.m. AlinaHQ.com. Good morning, Alina Nation. Has been doing it for a number of years. Unique online-only content. Plus, Scott's on radio a lot. He, uh, what else? Where else are you throwing out your basketball knowledge a lot? On the Twitter here and there? Yeah. yeah. On the radio. Uh, when's your next stop on the radio? Today. Okay, Monday. Good. So he may have something uh, for the 5 o'clock hour uh, tonight. Uh, listen in, 1400 AM, 93.9 FM. There we go. I got all my numbers. Good. Now there's plenty of other basketball going on. Namely, it's a big week in the Rosso household because the NBA draft takes place Thursday. Always a cause for celebration. Until the Detroit Pistons make their selection. Usually, sure. But when your team that you root for is horrible, drafts are fun. Have they been? I mean, Kate Cunningham, that was probably us. It's good. A good pick. Uh, Isaiah Stewart, Sadiq Bay, both good picks for late in the first round. That was after Killian Hayes. <laughs> yeah, in just fact, we glossed over that one. I, I remember, like, I think after the Sadiq Bay draft, I, I told you, it was like, that's kind of a dude, and you didn't believe me. Yeah. Here's what I did I drove to St. Louis on Sunday and uh, with my NBA expert son who, who studied the last 10 drafts during our drive, and it's amazing how many busts there are. In the NBA draft. I don't know where good players come from because they're not the top 15 picks for the most part. I mean, it's it's tough. There's it, there's a lot of really good basketball players out there. And some you know, some guys wind up being you know lottery picks with a little bit of the hype machine behind them. Yeah. But are they necessarily the best players all the time? 
No, it is crazy. If you're bored, uh, look at the first rounds for the last 10 years and the number of players who are, have amounted to basically nothing. Astounding. And they're not all Pistons either. No. <laughs> There's plenty of teams to go around. Uh, which brings me to Kofi Coburn. Quiet draft for Illinois this year. Quiet. So he's not going to make the second round. I mean, there's always a chance, and he's worked out with a half dozen or so teams since the combine. Um, at least you know that's the ones that have been reported, and there could be more. But he's in a tough spot just because they're the NBA, and just is beating this horse to death. But the NBA is different than it used to be. Like two decades ago, Kofi doesn't even play at Illinois like he just goes prep to pro um, obviously that changed because they changed the, the draft rules but it's just there aren't a lot of quote unquote traditional old school centers in the NBA anymore now what would sort of bring some clarity maybe like Rudy Gobert needs to get traded because I think He's one of those, and he's obviously a little different than than Kofi because he's known as a defender. I mean, mm-hmm. He's been the NBA Defense Player of the Year multiple times, three, I think. Um, but is a not necessarily a stretch the floor type of guy. So I think once that's settled, he's not in Utah anymore. Seems to be what will happen. Maybe, maybe the Jazz, like because they seem in willing to play. You know a center these days. But I mean, that could be different because they're going to have a new coach because Quinn Snyder, you know, stepped aside. But like, on the roster post Rudy Gobert it would just be Udoka Azubuke from Kansas. Also a better defender than Kofi. He wasn't, he was when he was at Kansas and still is now. Um, so that, I don't know, maybe is an option. It's just, I don't know that, it's just it's a tough NBA world for guys that are, I mean, Kofi's seven foot, three hundred pounds, very athletic. I mean, he gets up and down the court really well. Just his lateral quickness just isn't quite there. Thing with, that the teams are looking at, and his shooting is just is maybe not there. Now he's had the opportunity in these workouts to maybe prove that he can, you know, at least step out and shoot a little bit. But his draftability is still going to come down to his defensive ability, and I just don't know if it's there, if, it, if it's there at a high enough level to be drafted. Maybe he doesn't get drafted, but I think he'll still get an opportunity in the summer league as an undrafted free agent if he's not drafted, um, which could lead to a training camp spot, which could lead to an, it could lead to an NBA roster, could lead to the G League. Right. I, there's just no real clarity on his situation. Draft is Thursday night uh, in uh, Brooklyn again. Need to move that draft, move, move it around a little bit like the NFL does. All right, need that to happen. Yeah, and like, it was good when the NFL started going different places. Right, right. Uh, last year at this time, Scott Ritchie was uh, driving to the suburbs of Chicago, or no, by UIC, actually. Yeah, it was in Chicago. In Chicago to watch uh, I.O. get picked in the first round, and he plummeted. A little bit. I sensed a little uh, tension in the restaurant. It was a an interesting evening because as it got to where it was sort of thought to be his draft window, 
and it didn't happen. Yeah, the the room just took on a different kind of vibe, and like I was, um, as it got later into the first round, I was actually just standing right next to Io's dad, Quam, and like he just he didn't move for maybe an hour, just was locked into the TV, mm-hmm. um, and like we just talked a little bit, it was like kind of was like he was just holding out hope, but I mean then of course the best thing that probably could have happened, happened, and he's drafted by the hometown Chicago Bulls, and then the place went up. Yeah. It, was, it turned into a draft party. That's why Scott Ritchie was late coming home, a missed deadline for four consecutive days. I, that, none of that's true. I made, <laughs> I actually made deadline with Ohio dropping to the number 38, or 30, what, 38 pick, 39. All right, so it was very late, but I made that deadline. Then I had a, I think, a great story, and mm-hmm. the next days or on the weekends paper about right. the whole experience. But yeah, it was. I didn't get back to Champagne until like two thirty in the Much morning. Much like Io, you made the best of the situation. Uh, Io turned out to be a fabulous pick by the Bulls. Does that weigh uh, at all with anybody considering Kofi? Like maybe guys from Illinois know how to play in the NBA. Maybe a little. Okay. I think you know, Io proved that. Well, and this is you know something that Brad Underwood will continue to use, but like because Io developed into the player he is now at Illinois, and I mean it was developed physically and it developed in his game, and Kofi is a different player now than he was when he arrived in Champaign, you know, what ahead of the twenty nineteen so summer of twenty nineteen. Uh, so maybe that helps his okay. case. And again, as Bob Osmondson likes to say, it only takes one team to there like you. Him. Thursday night again, uh, Kofi's going to have a get together at all, or do we know what? Uh, Don't he's know. Watch from Green Street, maybe. Well, he's not. He certainly not in Champagne anymore. So that's no. Okay. Yeah, he hasn't. Pretty sure he left Champagne as soon as the season was over. Okay. Um, but I mean, if. Obviously, he makes his his home is in New York, so he'll be close to where the draft is happening. But um, no word on if there's going to be any type of watch party with Kofi. All right. Well, that's two drafts in a row where um, there's some interest, at least, which is more than we could say in uh, the decade previous, most part. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. And uh, with the players Brad Underwood's got coming in, there's going to be a few more years, I think, where there'll be some interest. Well, I mean, just looking ahead to the 2023 draft and like any mock draft a year <laughs> more than a year in advance uh you know it's putting a lot of faith in like guesses but you know ESPN had released their 2023 mock their most recent it was before this year's combine and so there's some guys that had pulled out of this year's draft that are, will be back you know available next year so it'll change but Coleman Hawkins Terrence Shannon were both second round projections in that mock draft Matthew Meyer obviously was sort of flirting with the idea of the NBA you know this year he's coming back and maybe some more development of his game in Champaign you know Brad Underwood he used the phrase last week when we talked to him when summer 
just with summer workouts starting that you know he believes that Illinois is the elite development program in the country and uh, that's basically a direct quote so 2023 draft could be really interesting for Illinois they have multiple guys potentially this is all just hypothetical because there's a full season to be played um, but could have some good draft news a year from now all right hope you got a chance to read uh, our story on Coleman Hawkins and his uh, acting debut uh, Scott Ritchie participated in that story by Joey Wright got the quote of the story as only Brad Underwood. that's why I like Brad Underwood all right he's he's not so zipped up he's not worried about what he's gonna say he doesn't read off a cue card yeah tell me again what he <laughs> here's the story that in fact a little behind the scenes editing it was the last paragraph of the story turned into the lead of the story by one Jeff D'Alessio our editor who knows how to massage a story Tell me yeah, about that. He's Scott pretty Ritchie. good at that. Um so I just asked Brett Underwood, you know, if if he if he had already seen Coleman's video that's you know in promotion of you know the YMCA, just what he thought of Coleman's acting skills. And Brett Underwood said he should probably work on his jump shot. <laughs> and that he wouldn't be, you know, cast top, as the top cast as reference. the next Maverick in the in the next Top Gun movie. Um so yeah, that's and like you, you'll get answers like that from Brad Underwood when if there's something kind of fun, you know, to talk about where he's not afraid to you know poke a little fun at himself at his players. I think that's I think the sign of you know as every coach likes to say and Brad Underwood's no exception like the culture within the program like there it's not a combative type thing like it's a group that gets along coaches with the players players with the coaches players with the players etc. Um, but yeah, that was just it was funny. Just and just the delivery was good as well when he said because he, he said it twice like you should work on it make sure he works on yeah. the jump shot. Go to newsgazette.com to read that story. Uh, good stuff from Coleman Hawkins helping out the Y NIL deal. I assume right. I forget. Would imagine. Yeah, but uh, good stuff there. Uh, Hawkins still in Scott Ritchie's starting lineup, right? I mean, it's been a week since you were uh, hemming and hawing. Over, yeah, over dropping R.J. Melendez, and since he dropped him, I figure, hey, he probably dropped Coleman Hawkins this week. Have you? Well, I haven't yet. There is a scenario where maybe it happens, and it just depends on if what the starting five look is going to be for Illinois. Um, if they decide to go maybe with the quote-unquote small ball, line up and play Coleman Hawkins at the five or a quote unquote more traditional lineup and like Dane Danger would start at the five. And in that scenario with the rest of the projected lineup, it wouldn't have Coleman Hawkins in it. Which is why I mean now there are obviously some matchups where this wouldn't necessarily work, thinking Michigan with Hunter Dickinson, Purdue with Zach Eady, but I think Coleman Hawkins at the five, plus Matthew Meyer, Ty Rogers at this point. Amani Bates. Terrence Shannon, no, no Amani Bates, Sky Clark. Like that very switchable, positionless lineup that can get up and down the court a lot. Like I feel like that might be the best look for this new look Illinois team. Um, but the coaching staff 
is really high on Dane Danger. And, like, he is a five. I don't think you're going to play him anywhere else just based on what they have on the roster. So we'll see. A lot of options for Brad Underwood. And as of June 20th, today, I'm not sure, like, those options have, like, had, there's a hierarchy to them where he's made any decisions whatsoever about who's going to start, who's in the rotation. That's something that will really only firm up as we get closer to the start of the season. All right, Rich, you released his uh, revised Big Ten power poll. You talk of starting lineups. Boy, the Big Ten is going to be down this year. I took a gander at everybody's lineup over the weekend along with my NBA draft studying. And there's not much once you get past three or four teams uh, to shake a stick at. And even those teams, there's question marks about all of them. I mean, I had Indiana at number one, mostly because we know the most about that team because it's the most similar to last year, which is maybe not a good thing because that Indiana team went 9-11 and in the Big Ten and barely got an NCAA tournament and didn't shoot the ball very well. Still don't shoot the ball very well unless you know, Miller Cop gets back to shooting the way he did <laughs> as you roll your eyes. But he was a 40% three-point shooter at Northwestern, and he fell off the earth after transferring to Indiana. But Illinois has got question marks, not in terms of talent, I don't think. I think they have talent, they're just how it all coalesces and comes together, no idea. Um, Michigan would have had fewer question marks if Pete Nance would have picked Michigan, but he did not. He picked North Carolina. And Why did Pete Nance leave, by the way? Leave Northwestern? Because yeah. they're never going to win anything. All right, just that, it's that simple? I think so. Okay. Like he spent, Curious. he spent. I mean, he spent four years in Northwestern, not winning. Well, yeah. <laughs> Many a Northwestern player has spent four years in Northwestern, not winning. But I think the opportunity, like he might have just joined the new number one team in the country. Evan Eshmeyer spent eight years at Northwestern, <laughs> not winning. <laughs> that is true. Surprised he's still not on the roster. Um, well, there's question marks up and down the Big Ten. My sort of just this would be like super funny if it happened. It was like a lot of like really good individual players are obviously leaving the Big Ten, and most a lot of them are going to be lottery picks. But like, just for the story, like I hope this coming seasons like some of the breakout players are the twins, Chris Murray and Jordan Davis, just because I think it would be funny. Like they're they're potentially more talented twin brother has gone, so now it's their opportunity to be like we're still the same all right for your next power poll i need illinois probably number one all right i know you have them two but uh, you're off just a little i've I'm, by one spot i'm starting to sell on indiana a little bit and this is this is coming from somebody with deep indiana roots and friends from the bloomington area i think illinois is better with or without imani bates without as I, and that is i just just dump on that idea for the entire <laughs> podcast and then watch him commit to Illinois. Uh, that would be something. Uh, it, it's not unreasonable maybe to sell on Indiana because, yeah. again, they weren't right. great last You've year. You talked me off the ledge. I was more, uh, higher on them until I read your most power, latest power poll, and I was like, he's right. Now, there's some things that could change that. Like, I think if Xavier Johnson, who's returns as probably their best shooter, like if he becomes a bit more of a playmaker, not just for himself but for his teammates, I think that's a. I mean, point guard's been the issue 
at Indiana since Yogi Ferrell left. Um, like, there's a chance that, like, this Indiana team can return a lot of pieces at two five-star freshmen and be really good, be better than a sub-500 Big Ten team that they were a year ago. Um, just because there's a little more continuity, and that just barely exists in college basketball these days. But I can understand where it's just this team wasn't great last year, and it's basically the same team. Why are they going to be any better? So I, I get that. Okay. But I just if I had any better of an idea of like how like what this Illinois team is actually going to be, maybe they could be number one. But I just I don't know that anyone knows. I don't know that Brad Underwood knows how it's all going to come together. I think there's an idea. I think there's they have this a goal perhaps of how they you know, want it to be, but. It's June. There's they've got work to do to get there. You said it's June, big evaluation period. Give me. Uh, I'm not going to let you get out of the podcast booth without a recruiting update. Um, give me some names, some places. Well, um, so this past weekend, so June is the when the players all go back to their high school programs and play with them for the month, and that's nationwide. It's not just an Illinois thing, but the Illinois coaches were uh, up at Riverside Brookfield over the weekend. For the Riverside Brookfield shootout, best June event in the state, probably bar none. Um, big name out of there, mostly because he was the one that played, uh, was Nojus Indrusitis, uh, tw- class of 2024 recruit, trans- has transferred from Lamont to St. Rita, where he's playing with Mraz Johnson and James Brown. Those two guys didn't play at Riverside because they're currently now, like right now, in Colorado Springs for the... Uh, Team USA U-17 training camp with a chance to make the World Cup roster um, here in the next week. So kind of keep tabs on that. But, you know, just I think had a good weekend. Um, Illinois clearly has made more advancements than most teams in the class of 2024. I mean, I already has two commitments in Rez Johnson, um, ZZ Clark, Scott Clark's younger brother. Like, if they could add Nojus and James Brown, just, like, take the entire St. Rita trio, like, that would be a heck of a class because that's the St. Rita guys are all top 50 recruits. ZZ Clark currently unranked, but can project where he probably will be at some point. Uh, Nobody. (laughs) And no real... These guys are close to making a decision recruits in the class of 2023, which is maybe the more immediate, obvious need because that's the next class, but uh, have offered some guys recently you know, in that class. Um, Thomas Haw out of you know Pennsylvania. Um, technically, he is a class of 2022 guy, but you know, has the chance to spend a prep year, reclassify um, backward, as it were. Um, and then maybe one of the fastest rising recruits in the class of 2023, uh, mostly because he's only been in the U.S. since the beginning of this year, um, is uh, Ugana Kingsley Onsinio. I think I got that right. He's from Nigeria. He's playing at, um, at Putnam Science Academy in Connecticut. Really good program on the East Coast. Uh, but just like just joined that team in January, but he is sore. Like as 
the rankings are updated over the summer, like he soared into the top 50. Um, seven footer, skinny. I mean, he's not a Kofi seven footer, but uh, just known as uh, really an elite shot blocker and has international experience. Like he's played with the Nigerian national team of like with guys that are like in their 30s and 40s. So like the top Nigerian national team. Um, just a, a name to watch, but like he's blowing up right now. So there's some names in some places. All right, good stuff, Scott Ritchie. Uh, again, draft week. Big Ten's going to be well represented. Jaden Ivey, Keegan Murray, Johnny Davis. We got three top ten picks lightly. Yeah, I think all will be in the top so ten. So there's reason to watch, even if uh, even if you just follow along the Big Ten. How about that? Yeah, uh, two Ohio State guys, Malachi Branham, EJ Liddell. Good. Our two EJ Liddell, two time. I'm watching All State Player of the Year. I always watch. The NBA draft is the only draft I really watch at this point. The NFL draft got okay because they quickened the pace a little bit. Did they? Yeah, they did. Well, good because it, right, it used to drag forever. All right, Scott Ritchie, every morning. Uh, again, follow along, 6 a.m. com. Great stuff, as always. Now uh, enjoy the sunny day. Go b- sunbathe, why don't you, in Savoy. Okay. So I don't have to work today? Is there that you go. Days off. Just, is that what I just heard? Yeah. Day off? <laughs> All right, Deal. See, see you next week, Scott.